Brian Windhorse and the Hoop Collective is a podcast where Brian Windhorse and a team of ESPN insiders sort out life in and around the NBA world. Now three times a week and also available on YouTube. Listen where you're listening to this podcast. Off top. In 1977, the New Orleans Jazz drafted Louisa Harris from the Delta State. Yeah. Off top. In 1977, the New Orleans Jazz drafted Louisa Harris from Delta State University. Technically, she was the first and only woman drafted by an NBA team because in 1969, the league vetoed the San Francisco Warriors selection of Iowa high schooler Denise Long. Play the music. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show. It's a good one. I like it. <laughs> it's a really good one. I have some serious Googling to do on uh, yeah. Lisa Harris and Denise Long after the show. That's normally my goal is to ruin somebody's next hour of work, falling into a hole of some sort of weird uh, rabbit hole of some sort of weird internet fact that I stumbled into. Anyway, speaking of weird facts. NFC East is really, really good. Maybe the best division in football. Let's do a, a little division recap of all where we stand at the, I guess this is the midway point. If there's 17 games, eight and a half weeks is halfway. So we're halfway. We're at about eight and a half weeks. So let's check in on all these divisions. And I want to start with the NFC East. How you feel about that, Charlie? I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I think it's the most <laughs> interesting division in football, which is incredibly shocking considering we thought all four of these teams or three of the four teams we thought could be pretty bad after week one of the season. Yeah. Our show, I don't know if you want to co-sign on to this, but our show's final four was supposed to be uh, San Francisco and Philadelphia on one side and uh, the bills and the chiefs on the other side. So we're still looking good as far as that's concerned. Co-signed. feel better yeah. now, much better now than I did even before week one with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Philadelphia, Seems like the clear front runner in the NFC East and the clear front runner in the NFC. I don't know what's that interesting to talk about with them other than like Hertz is really good. I mean, ridiculous what AJ did this weekend, but I like to think about, I mean, I know we like to do power rankings and say who's the best team, who's the worst team. But one thing that I want to do is like have a little more, like intricate conversation about these teams because I don't think it's always that easy, especially in football and it's a game that's as complex as it is, having one team be better than another team. It's not that straightforward. Like the transitive property doesn't work. So I think mm -hmm. some teams match up better as the old saying goes, styles make fights. So if we're looking for the Eagles, who might be someone who could give them some trouble this year, the Eagles are good at everything except for, I guess, stopping the run. And I guess the knock against them is they struggle stopping the run. And also their quarterback hasn't been successful in the highest leverage situation, which is kind of unfair to him. He's been the one playoff game last year and got stomped by the Buccaneers. So maybe we'll figure out what's going, what they'll be going forward. But I actually think maybe the toughest team for them on the NFC side might be right in their division in, in Dallas, even though they beat them once they beat them without Dak Prescott and yeah. that, that Dallas defense is impressive. They have the secondary play to uh, not stop those receivers, but keep up with those receivers. But uh, they also have potential offensive firepower. Like they put up 49 
on Sunday. So a lot of points for the Cowboys, but they haven't been that explosive all season in part because Dak Prescott has been injured. But if I'm looking at a team that the Eagles might want to avoid in the playoffs, but can't avoid them in the regular season, it would be Dallas. What do you think? Yeah. So I, I, we sh- I want to stick within the NFC East, but I, mm-hmm. I I really think there are only three good teams in the NFC. And I say yeah. good with quotation marks when I talk about the 49ers because they're still such a massive work in progress. But to me, it's really mm-hmm. the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the 49ers, the teams that on paper, they have enough to be competitive with pretty much ev- everyone. Um, and to me, I do think the Eagles are a cut above even the Cowboys. Like I, yeah. I, I, I like Dak Prescott a lot. I think that the Cowboys are have shocked me with how good they were. It was fun to finally see. I mean, the internet loves to talk about Tony Pollard. This should be Tony Pollard's backfield, like keep Zeke on the sideline. We finally got to see a Tony Pollard led backfield and how explosive it was. And that was really fun to watch. Um, But with the Eagles, I keep coming back to the improvement of Jalen Hurts, who had Mm -hmm. another pretty sterling game yesterday. And I was talking, it's a little cross sports thing, but I was talking to a friend of mine who used to pitch, used to pitch for the Cubs. And he is like a throwing mechanics guy. He's a, right. he's a command and control throwing mechanics guy. He was, we were watching a Phillies Astros game and I promise this will come back to football. And um, he was pointing out how pitchers miss their spots and how every pitcher, whether it's, you know, the most accurate pitcher in, in the world misses their spots on every single pitch. And he's like, command is the equivalent to accuracy in football. And improvements to command are always marginal, but they're completely negated by improvements in decision-making and processing and making the right decisions at the right time, make accuracy much easier. And I look at Jalen Hurts and how he's developed as a quarterback. And I think that's the way to see him. Like he is playing quarterback. at such a, uh, with such a degree of ease because he's making the right choices in a really loaded offense all the times that to me, that's actually an explainable way that he's grown. We always say Josh Allen's the only one who's become more accurate. Well, Jalen Hurts might not have needed to because he became a better decision maker by growing over time. Yeah. And I mean, they surrounded him with talent, which I mean, it's uh, that's yeah. been beaten into the ground. We don't need to talk about that What AJ did this weekend and how they have weapons everywhere. But I was looking at his like passing chart and watching some of their most effective plays. And the thing that I walked away with is there's nothing that stands out as this is it, you know? Like, yeah. I was expecting to say, see, like, all right, this is what they rely on. If someone takes this away, they'll be in trouble. Now he hits every spot on the field. They do it from drop back. They do it from play action, occasionally under center, mostly from shotgun. But and it's not just throw it up to A.J. Brown and he's going to make a play. He'll hit other receivers. Uh, so, yeah, it was hard to find an offensive weakness. They run the ball really well and he runs the ball really well also. I was anticipating him struggling over the middle field because he's not a big guy, but the numbers don't really bear that out with the exception of like deep passing, like deep middle between the hashes. He hasn't really hit that, but it's fine. He hit deep passes on both sides. Like it's hard to find a weakness in uh, their offense. And as we talked about the weakness on the defensive side of the ball, but yeah, I, I mean, I think Dallas obviously is the other good team. The giants, I don't know that there's much to talk about for them. I think their regular season has been really good. We have to be impressed with what they've accomplished, but no one's yeah. Happy with the friskiness. Oh yeah. (laughs) They're frisky as hell. Whatever you say frisky reminds me of uh, my dad's family lived in North Carolina. We go down there around Thanksgiving back when I was growing up and they had a dog named named Frisky and it's a great dog name. Yeah. It's a great dog name, but they treated dogs very differently. 
back then or in the cell. I never saw Frisky in the house. And they grew up in Charlotte, so it wasn't like like, uh, super cold, but it got cold. Frisky had a little dog house and he was like chained up all the time and he got scraps. It was like now looking back on it, it feels so mean, but like that was how dogs were treated. But that's whatever. how dogs lived back then. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We talk about back then like it's the damn 20s, but no, it was no. Like the early 90s and Frisky never stepped a paw inside my grandmother's house. This is because millennials. We we haven't been having kids, and so our dogs are our kids, and that's changed everything. <laughs> so yeah, Frisky Frisky would not survive in this world. Looking at all you soft dogs, what are we talking about? The Cowboys or the Giants? Oh yeah, the Giants are Frisky. Yeah. Poor Frisky outside in the doghouse. Let's get back to the Cowboys, who who I think will matter coming come playoff time. You pointed out Tony Pollard three touchdown game when with Zeke out. It's funny to hear people talk about the Tony Pollard addition as if it's a, uh, it's not like when you have a quarterback controversy, when it's not reasonable to have both of them at the field on the field at the same time, like both of these guys can play and both of these guys can get reps. So I don't think that it's an either, or I guess you could argue that any rep that Zeke gets is one that Tony's not, which puts a limit on it. But I think you have to, even if I know Jerry Jones doesn't believe this, but even if we know for a fact that Tony Pollard is a better back, having Zeke out there, and I know it sounds like a small thing, but pass protection, physicality, mm-hmm. like yeah. giving the ball on occasion to keep the defense honest. Like he has a value to the team. It may not be commiserate with what his paycheck is, but it's a value that suggests to me that you shouldn't sit him on the bench. You should find a way to make them both work. So I want to ask you though, if these teams play in the postseason, how do you, obviously you can't like, you're, you can't break down a game that hasn't happened. But what are the areas from what you've seen of where you feel confident that both teams will succeed and struggle against each other? Because that this is we know we we're pretty sure Dallas will be on the road the, unless yeah. there's an upset. Right. Yeah. I would. I the Eagles are just loaded. The Eagles have, have advantage in just about every position. So like the reasons to pick Dallas to win any game is because their defensive line and their defense in general is really good, right? And. Yeah. The problem with picking Dallas against the Eagles is because the Eagles offensive line is incredible. And on top of it, we just watched Dallas struggle with uh, Justin Fields athleticism. And so like if if they were playing a Buccaneers team that was playing better, I would feel more comfortable and confident in them against the Bucs because of like the way their defense would perform in that situation than I do against uh, Jalen Hurts in the way that this offense, because I think the things that Jalen Hurts does and is capable of uh, is more challenging for their, for their really talented defense. And on the other side, I I do think Dak is capable of having big blow up um, crazy scoring games, but I don't see it against this Eagles group because their number one receiver is CeeDee Lamb, who, um, is really good, but I'm not sure that he's uh well, I, I he's not a top of the league number one. He's right. uh if he is a true number one, it's a middle pack, bottom of the league number one. The rest of the weapons, again, then we get back to the situation that Green Bay has where their best player may be in the backfield, and that's a tough place to be. I think Dak's ability can lift uh other players. The O-line has been better in large part because they've been running a lot more. If they get it, and I think just the flexibility and the depth of the Eagles, because the Eagles, I think, could win a shootout. And the Eagles also can bludgeon you to death. And 
and the Eagles have an offensive line and all this stuff neutralizes what the Cowboys do best. So I, I have a hard time picking them. Like I could see Dallas, if someone else knocks the Eagles off, I could see Dallas like making a run to the Super right. Bowl, but I don't got Dallas knocking off the Eagles. It's so interesting too, because the Eagles played the Cowboys when they were the Cooper rush Cowboys with like, you know, right. More constipated offense. I think it's fair to say. And, mm-hmm. uh, it was a 27 to 16 game. It's not like the Eagles really struggled with it, but it wasn't like an offensive explosion by the Eagles at all. Like Jalen Hurts ran the ball nine times for 27 yards. And, you know, he only threw the ball 25 times with like, you know, somewhat limited success against that team. And so I, I remember leaving that game pretty encouraged. because so I was like, okay, well, the Cowboys are going to figure this out. But to your point, I'm now I'm, I'm assessing that a little bit differently based on how Justin Fields played against them yesterday. And part of that, I don't know if that's smart or if it's just that like, we are now being surprised that Justin Fields figured something out as this sort of gigantic athlete who should be running the ball 10 to 15 times a game. And I don't know how repeatable that is or if it's that that's a Justin Fields unique thing. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, yeah, Justin Fields is more toolsy <laughs> yeah. than uh, just about any quarterback in the league, not named Josh Allen. As far as arm strength and physicality, athleticism, speed, all this stuff together is better than Jalen Hurts. But it goes back to the decision-making Jalen Hurts has and the weapons that he has around him. Oh, uh, Jalen Hurts is better. Let's be clear. Yeah. We're all, we're, we're right. Right. We're, I know. Yeah. I, but I guess the, the point, yeah, Jalen Hurts is better right now. The point is Justin Fields, maybe the things that Justin Fields did in this game, I guess this is what you were bringing up. Maybe the things that Justin Fields did in this game, in this most recent game, are not things that Jalen Hurts can do because he's not the athlete that Justin Fields is, even though he's a high-level athlete as far as the quarterback's concerned. Yeah, and I guess I just don't know, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see over the next coming weeks. Like, What I'm interested to see if, if this is, we know that, the term copycat league copycat league Mm. if this is something teams with with athletic quarterbacks are going to try and do against the cowboys to negate how good that defense is and it's not gonna happen next week against the packers it's not gonna happen the weekend against that against uh after against the vikings but i do think we'll get a really good chance to see that when they play in the division against the giants in three weeks on on thanksgiving because i think if we see daniel jones run all over this cowboys defense it'll be indicative that dable watched the film of this game and said the best thing that Daniel Jones could do is an impersonation of Justin Fields. And if that's yeah. the case, then we're going to see like a trend with athletic quarterbacks throughout the rest of the season against this defense. Yeah. I mean, the problem with that though, is they don't have anybody that scares them on outside. Right. So right. like what it, what it would take for the Cowboys to commit to stopping Jalen hurts running the ball would mean that uh, Smith and Brown all right, in isolation on the edges, mm-hmm. which they don't want. All right, we got a lot of divisions to go to. There's okay. a lot of time in the East. Let's go to the NFC West. And should we re- respect – I think we do respect the 49ers. Should we be respecting the Seahawks more, I guess, is where I've landed on this. And in watching them play a lot more recently, they got a really good skill group. Yeah. And, like, Geno is – top five quarterback in the league so far. Kenneth Walker, the third, it's a really good running back. And then you got Metcalf and Lockett and even the tight ends with Disley and, and Fant was a high draft pick, even though he hasn't like panned out, he's still really talented. Like this is, that's two tight ends, two receivers, a running back and a really good quarterback. That should be enough in a young defense that's getting better. So the tough thing with me getting high on San Francisco, or excuse me, getting high on the Eagles I don't know if that makes sense, but getting too far ahead of myself with how good the Eagles are and how good the Eagles can be is 
again, it's a lot like the Cowboys. I think their kryptonite is right in their division. Because, like, San Francisco, I think San Francisco's, like, has the the D-line in particular yeah. to, like, give them hell. And, like, they, I think they are the best defense, I believe, against the run without uh, a an advantage, numbers advantage. It's like the put in layman's terms, they don't need to load the box to stop the run. And right. we know Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, they predicate everything on being able to run. If you don't need to load the box to stop the run, you'll be in better shape against Metcalf and Lockett. And uh, you're going to ask for a higher level from Geno Smith. And the only other, I guess, knock when comparisons, when comparing Seattle to San Francisco is like, experience like san francisco if they meet in the playoffs san francisco's been there a ton of times and they're comfortable with that and on the other side of the ball obviously we're not big jimmy g like proponents but the offensive versatility that they have when they've added uh mccaffrey and also when debo's healthy and kittle and all the names that we all know that versatility and flexibility is going to be really hard for a young defense, I think, given the time to game plan and to pull out all the stops. I have a hard time seeing them, even if they're better than I think they are, I think that the problem is the team that matches up best with them in the NFC is right there in their division. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. So I I agree with you. So. The 49ers defensive line, like so much is talked about with uh, Nick Bosa and rightfully so is awesome. But they're a different defense when Eric Armstead plays. They just completely suffocate teams running the ball when he's out there. And I know that's not as sexy as the QB pressures and sacks, but when you make teams one dimensional, uh, it's a massive advantage. You know, you're, you're tactically, it's huge. Um, so I think that's fascinating. But the 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 thing with me about the Seahawks is, one, they have the best quarterback in the division, and I'm I'm not saying that to be trollish. I actually think if you look at who the guys are right now, Geno Smith is better than you know Stafford, Kyler, and Jimmy mm-hmm. G. Um, second of all, they've sort of built the team that I think Russ always always wanted. Ironically, like all of their skill guys besides the tight ends, and I, th- I actually think you could, in theory, given Fant's like you know physical profile and his how sparky he is. Uh, say him too it's all home run hitters like Lockett and Metcalf can score in any play Kenneth Walker his big thing is he's almost like a uh, not not necessarily like physically but he he's a he's a Saquon light in the sense that sense that his touchdowns which I'm sure will regress over the course of the season are these long runs that <laughs> that break out and it's like yeah okay if he's able to juice the averages with these 30 yard runs these 25 yard touchdowns um that changes when they can run the ball and how they run the ball. Um, the 49ers, on the other hand, I'm so in on the McCaffrey. I can't tell you how much I'm in on the McCaffrey <laughs> thing because he's someone who was stuck in a terrible situation. And I think a lot of the football people are like, oh, yeah, like him and Nick Chubb, the two best actual running backs in the league. But then dweebs like me and a lot of people on the Internet were like, he is destroyed by fantasy football team for the last three years because he's injured. He can't actually be that good, blah, blah, blah. No. Shut up. Stop it. McCaffrey is awesome. And seeing him play on a competent offense without Debo Samuel was incredibly exciting. Like I got trolled by Mina yesterday or last week for saying that the 49ers are going to be exciting. 
they are going to be exciting because it's awesome seeing McCaffrey or Debo or Ayuk or Kittle have the ball in space. Yeah, and and Jimmy G doesn't want the ball. He's going to get it out to right. him as quickly as possible. All right. Um, I think the Rams and Cardinals were much right off. Were, were thought of much more highly than either of these teams before the season started by other people, not us. I think yeah. both of us were realistic about our expectations for those two teams. But yeah, I, I was going to say, write them off. We don't need to waste any more time talking about either of those. I mean, Hopkins back seems to have really helped the yeah. Cardinals, but I don't think that they're a legitimate threat. It'll be interesting in the offseason to see if there are any moves made considering the extensions that were already signed uh, in Arizona. And yeah. the Rams, like... The Rams are fighting valiantly, but the Rams are just paying their bill. Yeah. <laughs> just paying their bill. It's fine. I think they're all comfortable with, I mean, they're not comfortable with, with losing, but they're comfortable with the trade that they made. They got a Super Bowl, and now the roster is threadbare, and they're going to try to figure out how to build it back up. And if Cooper Cup is hurt, they like if he's out, if he missed a couple weeks, they're going to have the worst offense, maybe the worst offense in the league without him for a little bit. Oh, man. Stafford's going to be throwing so many more interceptions. He loves to turn it over. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot DF. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur. Barnstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, NFC North, uh, the division that I think we all assumed would go where it always goes to Green Bay. It is now decidedly in the Vikings' hands. Uh, the Vikings, really talented always. I think their defense has a little less talent than we're used to. Because they always, I don't know, I guess under Zimmer, he was more defense-focused. Their defense was better, but they always have a bunch of people, like a bunch of good playmakers, and not just like a good group, but like top-of-the-league type mm -hmm. of playmakers from a running back to receiver. Obviously, Jefferson's really good. And the Vikings' O-line has been impressive so far this season. But what's going to hold them back is, I guess, Kirk Cousins playing at nighttime. <laughs> I don't know. And also, like, their defense is weak with the exception of, like, Daniel Hunter, and I mean, honestly, it's Darius Smith is balling. Daniel Hunter is pretty good, too, or great at times. But the rest, like, it's it's so weak everywhere else. Peterson's been having a good year, but, like, he's 100. 
uh, I think that's like that's what hold that's what's holding me back from having high expectations for this team. Those few things, the quarterback's limitations and the fact that the defense got two guys on it. I don't think that the Vikings can win the Super Bowl. I don't think that they're going to make the Super Bowl. But I do think they're going to win that division very easily at this point. And I think they're probably going to be the two seed in the NFC. And I think they're, they have a legitimate chance to win a, win a playoff game. And I think that's sort of, we've talked about this a little bit before, that's sort of the cutoff of whether or not the team is for real. Mm-hmm. And I, they're offensively, they're coached better this year without Zimmer, with O'Connell right. there. It's built more for Kirk Cousins' skill set. Um, we haven't seen good Dalvin Cook yet this season. Like I, I, I know there are advanced metrics to back it up that he has, he's getting less yards that he, than he should based on the, uh, based on the blocking and him breaking tackles, but that's someone who's been a really explosive player in the past and presumably will make more of his opportunities down the stretch, or at least come, come closer to the player we've known him to be. And I don't know. I just think that like we, we spent such a long time talking about the giants and Seahawks as this disrespected team. And I think that the Vikings actually might be the team that we look up at the end and like, ah, oh, that team was pretty good. And yeah. of course we'll forget about them in the off season. Cause they'll lose <laughs> in the second round by, by 14 points to, you know, the Cowboys or someone. But for now, I think it's worth a, a, a tiny golf clap so, for Kirk cousins. I know I can feel the resistance in your voice. Anytime I start talking about the playoffs, I can yeah. sense it in your facial expressions, but that's what this is all about. So like, can you like spin it forward to me? We're assuming so if they best case scenario, they're the number two seed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're gonna play one of these wild card teams. Who do you think they get? They get um, I don't know, the Falcons or the Bucks or the Giants. The the or the or the Giants. Yeah. Um, or they could get, I mean, the 49ers or the Seahawks or something somewhere like that. And that's where we have a problem. They get the Giants, they can beat the Giants. They get the Bucks. I don't know. They get the Falcons. I, I like, I like Minnesota a little bit more right there. Okay, so I'm feeling a little better. They get the Seahawks. Well, uh, <laughs> coin toss. The problem is, is like, and this is, this is such a meta commentary on on all of us too. Is it's like it's so easy to get into the trap of us just being like, who can win the Super Bowl? And right. it's really unfortunate that this, this year it's really like, like four teams. Yeah, or at most, I mean, we really think there are three good teams. If it's just the Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles, um, and you know, if we go through that lens, yeah, we got, obviously got to cross off the Vikings. They're not even close to as good as those teams. But if we go through, no, the I lens, mean, I'm just going through to win one playoff. Yeah, yeah, okay. win one playoff game, and I, I was just, I wanted to go through the exercise. I agree with you now. Yeah, that's that was my question. If we give them the number two seed, I think that they are they could beat all those teams that we just named. They are decidedly better than most of them. And they could beat uh, the ones that I think are, are closer. So yeah, I mean, it's... we're going to kill Kirk cousins though. If he loses that oh, first round, gosh. if he loses in the first round of the playoffs, the game with, again, with the team, that's like, you know, 13 and four. We saw what they did when they matched up the Eagles. Uh, well, teams are different by the time the end of the season, but early in the season, they were no match for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Yeah. Is there anything else interesting in the NFC North for you? Yeah. I, I mean, okay. I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast and I'm, I'm really take jealous of this and I wanted to discuss it with you. All right. Um, he said that the, the Packers should just trade Aaron Rodgers now because the situation's so broken and you know, he's made it incredibly toxic and the team's really far away. Mm-hmm. His idea was 
pretty good. It was Zach Wilson and two first round picks trade Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, a team that could be terrifying. One, I want to talk about that trade a tiny bit. Two, like what teams are an Aaron Rodgers away? Because I had thought about one of them, you know, Broncos country, let's ride the Giants, yeah. the Dolphins, the 49ers, all possible like teams. You said the would... Giants, you meant the Jets, right? Because I think no, the, the Jets, Jets first, the... Jets or Giants. I think the Giants get worse if you add Aaron Rodgers to that team. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, based on what we see and the success that they're having, it seems that Aaron Rodgers cannot lift a group of receivers, right? That's not good yeah. enough. You're going to put him in there. The, the Giants' success is largely predicated on Saquon in um, Jones's mm-hmm. running ability. Putting Aaron Rodgers in that situation does not seem like an improvement for him. But anyway, go right ahead. The reason why the Jets is attractive is because they do have pass-catching options that right. Aaron Rodgers could throw the ball to. Um, all right, who else do you say? You said Jets, Giants. Um, Broncos. Uh, you said the Broncos, yeah. Dolphins. 49ers. Dolphins, yeah. Oh, 49ers. Yeah, I mean, there's really – there are very few places. Like the Ravens and the Giants might be the only <laughs> – and the Bills and the Chiefs, only teams that might get worse if you had Aaron Rodgers to their roster. Here's the, the sneaky one I wanted to pitch you, which is just piggybacking off of Simmons's point. And it's going to – I don't know if you – I think you might hate it, but I want to pitch it to you anyway. First of all, I, I I like the Aaron Rodgers um to the Jets trade. That was yeah. that was fun. Good good take thievery. I'm I respect you for citing it. What's okay. That? Yeah, I had to I had to cite it. It was hundred percent not mine, but I, I heard it. I was like, God damn it, I'm the fake trade guy. I, I should have thought of this one. But here's the one I wanted to pitch you. So we've heard for like the last year how Aaron Rodgers actually liked Mike McCarthy. How he was like, he's he's a good dude. Um we've we know that that team is really close to a Super Bowl roster in Dallas. Um, we know that Green Bay doesn't want to tank and go all the way to the bottom. And we also know that Jerry Jones likes making incredibly splashy moves. Why don't they trade Dak Prescott in the first round pick for Aaron Rodgers? I think that there are other values <laughs> that uh, come into play. When... Well, tell me that you wouldn't pick them to win the Super Bowl. <sighs> I mean, they, yeah, yeah. I, I think people would be a lot higher on them <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers over deck. But yeah, I, I, he's been so bad this year. And I, I refuse to believe that he's just fallen off so much from back to back MVP seasons to now being bad. It makes it easier to look around and say that it's other people's fault. However, you're just piggybacking off the take now. I'm not going to respect this take because this is a derivative take of a Bill Simmons take. So I will refuse to engage <laughs> with this take any longer. I have you ever seen the social yet. network? I took his idea and I made it unrecognizable. Uh, all right. You're uh, one of them. Oh, I guess that makes Bill Simmons one of the twins. Yeah. All right. Well, God, I don't like being compared to Zuckerberg there, but yeah. still. I don't know. Yeah. He's a better passer. I think for whatever it's worth, uh, Dak Prescott is the team leader and all that stuff changes. If there is a criticism of Aaron Rodgers that you'll find hard to create a dispute for is he ain't a locker room guy. So for whatever that's worth, that's a that's a roll of the dice that you're taking and you're making this short term run that I don't know if it pays off. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers makes just about every team better if he can find his old form. Um Maybe he should go to the Raiders, bring them back from the doldrums. This was my other, this was, a, this was an actual original trade idea. And this is something I thought about because 
this happens in fantasy football. Sometimes you make a trade and you like look at your roster two weeks later and you're like texting the other guy's team back and you're like, God, we both we both really effed up. Our team, both of our teams are worse. <laughs> yeah. So what I wanted to ask you is if in theory, and obviously it'll never happen, but the Packers and the Raiders called each other and they're like, Hey, you want to just flip everything back? <laughs> I think yeah. both of those teams say yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. I really do. Yeah, you should have led with this. This is an outstanding, outstanding trade idea. Yeah, the the Raiders are not as good as they had hoped with Devontae, and the Packers are much worse without him. Yes. is a, a, a trade veto, a trade undo. They need an undo button on certain trades where both teams could just hit it. The only person that might be upset is Devontae. It doesn't seem that he wanted to spend <laughs> so any more sad. time in Green Bay, but... He'll go back and maybe they'll pull it together and win. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's go to your favorite division, the NFC South. Ah, the Florida Man Division. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, everybody stinks. Uh, P.J. Walker is the best quarterback in the division right now, which like, that's interesting that the Panthers actually had a quarterback on their roster or at least a better quarterback than the other ones, and they just been looking for him. He's been there the whole time. They've been out right. looking for somebody to be better than P.J. Walker, and they don't have anybody better than P.J. Walker. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, if I had to pick one of them that I wanted to see in the playoffs, I mean, I guess the star power of Tom Brady would overpower mm-hmm. everything, but after this very entertaining uh, Falcons-Panthers uh, game, I'd have to go with the Carolina Panthers. Like I, I want to watch more Panthers football more than I want to watch Tom Brady, like sad farewell tour or um, Marcus Mariota um, running around and the Saints. Oh, the Saints got a, a shutout win, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. The Falcons are such a tough watch because they've drafted these two pass catchers in the top 10 and then they just run the ball and it kind of works. Like Arthur Smith is obviously a pretty good coach and they're they're in first place in the division, but they just aren't using Drake London and Kyle Pitts really at all. And I, Barnwell put a trade out in this column of why don't they just, why don't the uh, Falcons offer Kyle Pitts for Trey Lance? <laughs> another oh, fascinating gosh. trade idea. Oh man, you guys trying to turn this into the NBA. Or the Major League Baseball. Like players' movement is just picked up in the NFL in the last couple of years as far as trade is, trades are concerned. Uh, but you guys are trying to make it so everyone's moving around. Uh, Kyle Pitts on San Francisco 
Pitts and Kittle on the field at the same time with Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey in the backfield. Lord, that's that's stressful. That is stressful. And if Arthur Smith wants to run the ball and he's succeeding with Marcus Mariota, isn't Trey Lance the guy for that? Isn't this an incredible buy low on a quarterback prospect who is was (sighs) allegedly the most the highest ceiling player since Josh Allen? Yeah, I guess so. The this just sent me down this path thinking about San Francisco is, you know, generally I believe that most quarterbacks and probably more players are failed than the players themselves not being good. It's the coaches and the situation failing them. I was just thinking that we should start the Shanahan test or the Andy Reid test is what would, would they be effective if they played for them? Because everybody was out on Kadarius Tony. Now, all of a sudden, we all are like, oh, my gosh, Kadarius Tony's going to be so great. And the same thing that I just felt that thing happened to me when you said Kyle Pitts to San Francisco. And the same thing happened when McCaffrey went to San Francisco. We're like, oh, wait to see what he does with them. Like, I think that should be the test. When we start talking about players stink or players are bust, especially offensive players, just ask yourself, what would he look like in San Francisco or in Kansas City? And then we'll know that the coach is the problem, not the player. Because Kyle Pitts got too many skills to not be effective. <laughs> oh, he's awesome every time he touches the ball. He just doesn't yeah. have a lot to touch the ball. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I guess it's hard to 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 knock um, Arthur Smith right now. He's got his team that we all thought may have four wins all year. They have mm-hmm. four wins right now, and they're leading the division. But I, I don't know if we would we should call it the, I don't know the, the Kyle Reed, the Andy Shanahan test. It's just if you think of a player, and you can imagine him doing freakish things with either of those offenses, then something's wrong with the coach or team that he's playing on. The Shandoza line. Oh, what's that? The Shandoza line. <laughs> Oh, you, man. <laughs> so proud. You're such an amazing creator. All right, we just created it. Let's take it to the internet. The Shendoza line. Now we got to think about it for a defensive. I don't know. Hmm. We'll, we'll brainstorm that one for the next, uh, for Thursday's episode. Are we going to do the AFC on Thursday? Is that the plan? Yeah, let's not get the AFC on Thursday. All right, I'm going to tell you who is the biggest threat to the Buffalo Bills. Who is their kryptonite? on thursday but before that i want to know did we have any bets this weekend we did all right how are we on our bets we talked it we won our we talked it out and won our one bet because we chose the patriots over the jets at uh plus one and a half or sorry minus one and a half 11 and 8 baby we are in the black getting all the money all right last question before we go to roses and thorn with everyone's favorite foxworth last question what's your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever worn in your life. Um, Let me tell was, you mine to buy you some time or you're ready. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, go shoot. I was Cupid once just wore, wore a diaper and had a pink heart spray painted on my stomach. And it was, I was, I was a great Cupid. I was a <laughs> oh, great Cupid. You grew up in DC. It was, it's not warm enough. Are you were just in school? Just I was in college. Or? I was in college. Oh, oh, in college. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right you got to send me some pictures so we can put them on the internet Mm -hmm. all right well my um favorite costume i posted it on instagram last week maybe i'll put it on uh twitter to promote this episode but uh in the fourth grade 
I was homie the clown. And young people may not remember the Living Color, great sketch comedy show. Damian Wayne's played an incredible character, homie the clowns, my favorite. My mom made me a costume and I used to hit people in the head with a sock all day. It was fantastic. That's tremendous. That's yeah, it was tremendous. great. I was, I'll unpost a picture. He's so good. How has Dominique been lately? Bad or good? Let's find out. This is Roses and Thorns. Wait till you get back in your chrysalis. Oh, oh, that's what it's called? I don't even know. This can be a whole science lesson. Cocoon. Okay, and look, see, because the caterpillar's fuzzy. I'm fuzzy. Are you a caterpillar or are you a, a butterfly? Obviously, I'm a butterfly, Dominique, but butterflies are caterpillars. So well, they aren't caterpillars anymore. They start that way, and their bodies are probably still a tiny bit fuzzy. You don't know. Well, I think I think we already started. Roses and Thorn, everyone's favorite fox surf and favorite segment. So all that is good stuff to keep in that you don't even know anything about your costumes like are you a caterpillar or a butterfly i'm a butterfly obviously but if you look at a butterfly's body it's still a little bit fuzzy uh are you i mean i feel like you could be when you're wrapped up like that it gives off like chrysalis okay Okay. well i'll be all look i can be all of the stages of it hold on hold on what is going on i'm a caterpillar right now nice okay beautiful and then I'm a in my cocoon. I'm in my cocoon. Is there that you the go. Yeah, And now sure. I'm a butterfly. But see, I didn't have antenna, so I had to give myself a high ponytail to kind of be like antenna. So happy Halloween, everybody, or Halloween, since technically it is no longer Halloween when you hear this. But hint, hint, we're recording on Halloween. That's why I'm dressed like this. Stop telling them the secrets. It's, they don't know that. They might think it's live. No one's getting up at 4 a.m. I mean, and they they put it out at like 5 a.m. I mean, some people get up at 4 a.m., but it, there's... Eddie you know. might disagree since he's in a West Coast and we record. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm <laughs> he sorry. He gets up super early. <laughs> yeah. And they stay up super late. Stop talking bad about my team. They do all types of hours all the time. That's well, I'm night. not I'm not getting up at 4 a.m. That's fair. I mean, you were up at 4 a.m. checking on the kids. I oh, heard yeah, you. I know. I know. I check on my babies at night still. It's weird. Do men do that? Do you ever think in the middle of the night, I want to go check on the kids and make sure they're all breathing? Like, really, just that's all I care about. Are you breathing? Nope. Also, they're not infants and they do not have sleep apnea. Just to be not clear. once. I mean, the 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 few times that I've gone in their room late at night, it's because I'm up late at night. And it's like, well, let me go look at these wonderful creatures that I created. I'll give them a hug and kiss or something and then go back to bed. Or if there's like a loud sound or something, if there's a reason to go check on them. Otherwise, I mean, I, I, it's not fair. And maybe it is a man woman thing, but it's also like we talked about this last time. Like you got some anxiety, <laughs> some untreated anxiety issues. That's like <laughs> that's why you're going to check on them is <sighs> and when I'm out of town, you always think that someone is is uh, about to burgle us. It's just and you I didn't was... grow up in like a neighborhood where those things were happening. <laughs> You've never had a home invasion. I don't know where you have all this like anxiety around it. Someone broke into the house in Bethany right by the refrigerator. My parents knew better than to tell because they knew I would. They knew I just wouldn't be able to walk by the refrigerator anymore. And it was very hard. Someone broke in the house in Bethany. Is enough said. Which is where we lived. How about that? You didn't live in Bethany. It's enough said about your. You don't know my business. You don't know my business. I do. Anyway, all your business. (laughs) Anyway, I have some roses and I have some thorns. We can get them started if you want to start talking about me right now. I know you warned you warned me that this was a thorn heavy episode. I was very confused, but okay, let's hear them. First of all, I I have a rose. I'll start with the rose because you know. 
I like to be positive. You, you got are not a lot true. of roses that that we can't say on Disney Air. I know that damn right. Oh my God, you're not traveling this week. So every week, typically during the football season, Dominique is away Monday to Wednesday. He's not. Like, honestly, you don't even know what our kids' lives are like. Then you don't know what activities they have. You don't know our schedule. It's like he's going to meet us anew the Monday through Wednesday us. And I'm so excited. Dang, you made me sound like such a bad father. <laughs> <laughs> Only Monday through Wednesday when you're not here because you're working. You're or working. I'm out providing. Yes. No, <laughs> okay. you're not a bad father. Like, And he's staying because to help me with um, Halloween festivities. But also we have a meeting tomorrow that we should go to together. Um, but I'm just so excited. Like, it just makes this week feel so special. And I really love having you around. Although I honestly don't mind when you're away either. Like, the kids know, like, it's just mommy. We need to get in line and be cooperative. And I feel like I get more cooperation from them when you're away than when you're here, if I'm being honest, I think they pity me. But also like I go to bed at nine, like I I have all the alarms and locks, so I'm not scared to go to bed at nine. Um, and it's peaceful. And then when you come home on Wednesday, I'm so excited to see you, but I am also excited that you'll be here this week. So yay, looking forward to that. That's a rose. Um, but we can get into the thorns now. Well, I, it's a rose for me too. I'm happy to be home as much as I love New York City. I, um, I'm looking forward to having these days home. I know they get out of school early on Tuesday, which is He never knows what time they get out, guys. Never. Never. Like, he'll be picking them up on the rare occasions that he picks them up, and he says it so confidently. Gosh. (laughs) He says it so confidently, like, 3.30, right? And I'm like, nope, never been (laughs) 3.30. Hold on, hold on. It's like, the older one gets out of, like, 3.25 or something. That's really good, babe. That is true. Yeah. But I'm talking about like, I'm talking about for the little kids. You'll be like, I'll be there at 3 30. And I'm like, no, don't act like you don't get it wrong. I don't try to just because you know one oh, time. No, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm not saying that I don't get it wrong. I don't think that's uh indictment on me. Concussions. Stop being so mean to somebody who clearly And you know what? You know what? That goes into one of my one of my thorns. All right. Dominique gets so grumpy if we are not early for things. Like I don't like to be late. I like to be on time. I feel like it's a waste of my time or it's just silly. It's inefficient to get places too early because you're just there and it's like pointless to be there before the thing started. Now, what happens is sometimes you plan to be on time and there's no parking. So then you might be one whole minute later than you could be. Or you plan to be on time and you are on time, but then they start early. That happens sometimes. So maybe if we were like Dominique and got there early, we would have been early for the early start. But stuff should start on time. Um, And ideally there is parking. And I try to build time for like parking and stuff. And it was just recently we had an exceptional no parking situation. He knows what I'm talking about. But then he gets so grumpy. Like I really was like annoyed with him and he was really annoyed with me. That's why I was annoyed with him because he was like legitimately angry that we were what? 20 seconds late for our kids Halloween parade marching around like the park at their school um so that is a a an an interesting retelling so like we're always not always but very regularly we are what you consider on time yeah which I would consider which is what I would consider late I actually it 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 bothers me every single time but it only comes I know you're always a little grumpy it only comes out on occasion and I and to be fair, I notice it all of the times. I just keep moving. <laughs> to be to be fair, I don't think you do, honestly. But to be fair, when we got I to do. the we got to the thing, what made me annoyed was not that we were late, was that we they were going past, and you got mad at me for asking a question like, "Do they do another pass?" You're like, "I don't know." Like, 
I know. I didn't say, I don't know. I didn't say, I don't and know. Then we start running around to catch them. And then they did another pass. Like, <laughs> and I don't run very if, fast. If you are, if you are going to live this, if you're going to live Here's this the life. Thing. First of all, they started early. Go ahead. You can finish. It's if you're, you're going to, if you're going to live this life of like being right on time, like then I feel like, I feel like those other things, I feel like there are things that we, we should, those are the things you should be aware of. We shouldn't have to chase the kids around and then realize that we were late doing it. No, no, no. First of all, we weren't late. We were on time and they started early. Secondly, you said, will they make a second loop? And I said, yes. But just him asking me the question put the seed of doubt in my head. And I was like, what if they don't? And then like our son doesn't see that we were here on there. Like they do a loop around the field, right? So like you're standing around and most of the parents are standing, you're supposed to stand around the whole field, but most are standing by the entrance part because like it's easier to stand there, of course, than like have to walk away um, up the rest of the field. And so I was right and that they did do a second loop. But here's the thing, back to my first point about him not knowing what time to pick children up if he independently knew or if he even read his calendar that i that i fill in to know this is what time it starts like i get it's nice to write places together but like we have multiple cars we go play separately like he has a car i have a car like if we had to i not that i want to do that i'd like to save gas and be efficient and write places I, I together no, no 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 i'm not done i'm not done but also when was the last time he went to a halloween parade I was confident that they did a second loop because I go to the Halloween parade every year. Probably they're on the days he's traveling. Um, so like, I get it. He's working, whatever. But I go. So I was like, yeah, they always do a second loop. But then he asked me and he legitimately had no clue because I don't know when the last time he went was. And so I was like, every year they do a second loop. I know that they do. Um, but then I just got worried that they wouldn't. So yes, then we did have to jog around the field only for them to do multiple more loops. Um, but anyway, we could just These we could slides. just know. These, these side slights it's like I've been to plenty of Halloween parades acting like I don't like I'm an absentee father is outrageous it's ridiculous you're the best and father you're a wonderful father no 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 don't try to clean up now I didn't I, I but you have with, missed a few yeah it's fine I ride with you to these things I didn't know that it was okay for me to leave early I don't want to be rude to you I will from now on leave everything that we go to I'll go early so don't stress me out and the kids who are ready could go okay Problem that solved. works for me. But then the problem is if the kids aren't ready, I'm going to get stuck with them and then I'll have all the kids. <laughs> well. I only meant we could do that for the ones where it was just the two of us and we were going to the kids. I'm not taking all of the kids by myself. So so I take that back. We cannot do that unless it's just the two of us. Okay? Cool, cool, cool butterfly princess. I have another thorn. Thing. Oh, you know, I actually thought about wearing my princess hat, like, I mean, tiara, and then I was going to be a butterfly princess, but I didn't because I wanted to keep it more scientific and true to the animal. So gotcha. I'm just a butterfly, not a butterfly princess. Another thorn is you That's can- That's why you have antennas, here. right? Yeah, butterflies have antennas, right? Oh, I was adding to it. I, I love your antennas. All right, what's next, buddy? My ponytail is my antennas. Um, but you're not festive. That's another thorn. Keep all that costume on tonight, all right? The whole thing, the butterfly, everything. Tonight? Yeah. When we go trick-or-treating, I'll be cold. Oh, no, no, no. After, after trick-or-treating. You're so weird. Okay, no, <laughs> but you're not festive. So we went out multiple times this weekend to the kids' parade, to dinner, and I am, like, wearing some sort of festive crap maybe not like a full costume but it's Halloween yeah. like dress up we have like bads mind you none of my stuff is new like none of these are actually good costumes they're things that I pilfer like from my kids make like costume bins turn out to be very good costumes like your your um your fox costume for the kids thing was like it was perfect it was appropriate the right colors and it looked like an adult who just went to a costume thing like I'd be really annoyed if you like went full on costume at the kids parade it's like you need some damn attention but no you put just enough on to be like but a lot of the parents had ears on 
Oh yeah, no, like I was festive. saying that that was I was saying that was appropriate. It was a compliment. Yeah. It's not like the parents if some parents show. This oh yeah, there's the fox. the fox. And I had on an orange like a... blazer and a white t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah, and then I was an ailing superstar on our dinner date, and it was so weird because we're at like a trendy restaurant. I think our reservation was like eight forty-five again because it's me. We got there at nine. But normally I'm not late. But for reservations, I know we have that fifteen-minute grace period. And no, okay, maybe I'm late for reservations. I'm not late for kids' things. The kids have not once ever been late. And I just do Susie braids in Avery's hair this morning for her rug rat. She's that was Susie impressive. Rugrats. So, and she, the kids are never late for school. Just let's let's go look at their record. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I am often late for reservations. But anyway, my point is that we were at this restaurant and it was like younger than us people. Some, it was Nobu, and. No one else there was the least bit festive. And so, like I say, this is a thorn for Dominique, but maybe it's just a thorn for all society, or maybe it's a thorn for me and that I'm weird. But like at no point, and this might show like how much of a wild bubble I'm living in, at no point did I think, oh, I'm weird because I have on a space <gasps> costume. Did no, break it's the microphone? too small. What, because I yelled too loud? I don't know. I, I could see that you were yelling, but I could barely hear it. But anyway, here you okay. go. Festive. But it, thank, um, well, a it's, Tuskegee it's too small Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah. Um, at no point, though, did I think like this is weird that I'm wearing like a different shirt with feathers and sparkles. And um, this this was my crown that day. And I was like, it's just a subtle headband. But I, I considered myself an alien superstar. Um, no point did I think I was weird. I thought the fact that everyone else in there didn't have anything on on the Saturday before Halloween. Oh, my God. You look, look so good, honey. You look great um I thought they're too. weird so I don't know which it is am I weird no I think you you are it's not weird you are um eccentric uh exuberant you're bubbly I don't know I think that you believe that you like you really like yourself and how you are and you believe that you want me to have the same energy but I do not for a second think you would you would be happy if I was Mr. Costume Guy and I was all into my costume spending weeks in preparation and then came out of my costume and tried to like I don't think you you dress in a way that is like very much LA New York like big city no I don't I'm not judging it it's just like when we go to restaurants it's clear that <laughs> that you are uh more than most of the people in like the DC Nobu is in like a business part of town and people go there and everyone's got to dress subdued and you always got on something sparkly and feathery or I whatever. I love sparkles and feathers. Nobody's knocking you for it. I love it about you. I love it that it makes you happy. But but that's different. Okay, I understand like how how there's those like memes going on or whatever they're called, like Instagram. Those little I call them Instagram postcards, but like you know those yeah, little things. Yeah, that's right. a meme. Okay, where it's like for a long time I thought they were real spirit Halloween costumes. I thought there was because uh, Marilyn posted Testudo on one. I was like, I'm a Testudo costume. I gotta order this from Spirit. But then I realized it was an internet joke. And um, there's one that's at like guy in dc and it's like a button down like blue shirt you know like i guess i'm playing people boring but that's not totally true of like the restaurants after like 7 p.m and it was halloween saturday and no one like i would you're right I no i was just saying it's a bigger i was saying it's a bigger thing about you it's like you tend to be like the festive nature is not restricted only to holidays <laughs> like you but it goes real strong on holidays yeah it goes real strong on holidays and you don't want me to be that person. And I like, I have to, not that I ever was like super flashy dresser guy, but 
I mitigate my apparel. I would apparel. say a flashy dresser. I don't like flashy has a negative connotation to me. All right. Well, you wore a a long <laughs> leather jacket with a fur collar to a kid's soccer game. <laughs> like you, you've worn a, a full faux fur purple jacket to the kids soccer game like you i don't know what word you want to you want to call it but like thanks for calling it faux babe i wouldn't want the vegans to be mad uh, at yeah, me i mean i don't know you can come up with the adjective that you think suits it but uh for fun ease. i would say fun i would say fun. okay yeah you're fun you're always bright like we're not gonna have trouble finding you in the crowd of anyone but i'm just saying i in the off chance that i want to be like really doing it up one time. I don't know if you know this, but I, when we're going out, I sneak in to your closet and I look at what you have hanging up. You normally have like three or four outfits before a date hanging up and I check to see what you're wearing. And it's only because I need to be the opposite in. Like how loud your fit is, is how quiet my fit has to be. So I know used to notice you doing that. And I would be like, oh, yes, he's going to pick an outfit that complements mine. And we're going to like a prom photo and we can take a date picture and we'll kind of like coordinate and we'll look so cute together. And I realized each time I'm like, does he think this outfit complements my outfit? <laughs> like like his, his color is, sense is yes, really off. Yes. Yes, it does complement your outfit. It is. It is so yes. now I understand. So you're now you're not complimenting. You're like trying yes, to balance. It is. I mean, you it's you can't be. I'd rather you compliment. Than balance. Okay, well, I'll I'll try to compliment and balance from this. Like we look like we're going to prom every day. Okay, I'll I'll try to do that going forward, but I also need to balance. I have another rose for you, actually. It's and it's a dig at myself. All of my costumes are, like I said, just stuff I found around the house because. Because, of course, remember Dominique said I wasn't going to be shopping in October. I challenged that. It wasn't his idea. It was mine. It was my challenge to myself. And he said that it was a rose, both that I was trying and a thorn. My thorn is that I'm not going to succeed. And I just want to say your roses that you were not wrong. I did not fully <laughs> succeed, but I did really good for me. And yeah. I think something that we are both coming to accept as parents is we all are just doing our best. Our children are doing their best. We're doing our best as parents. I did my best not shopping in October by only buying a few things. So the rose is that you were right for you. The thought is that I mean, you doubted me. You should have just tried to support me. Maybe when you said that is why I was like, then I don't have to try as hard because my own husband doesn't believe in me. Right. So that could be considered a thorn. But then the rose for me is I did my best. And a thorn is that. There's only one thing, right? Or no, is there more, are there more boxes coming that I didn't catch? It was only one. No, no, no. It was an outfit and like maybe a couple like small things other than my outfit. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean, found, but I found myself buying more cosmetics than normal because I didn't say I wasn't buying. I meant like I wasn't shopping. When I say not shopping, I meant like not buying clothes. I have a lot of fresh lip glosses right now. It's you can't tell, but this one's kind of sparkly. Nice. I did it's, not need um, any lip glosses, guys. I have so many lip glosses. <laughs> it's uh, different people with different hobbies. I like to play Xbox with my friends sometimes. And apparently that's a, something that you couldn't understand. I do not under... Actually, to be fair, the one time recently we went shopping in New York, like I like to look nice, but shopping is not a thing that I like find enjoyable like especially on my phone like i'll see you like on your phone swiping through stuff putting stuff in the cart and like this can't just be keeps fun giving me ads. i know but it just doesn't feel like fun i could understand like going to a store or something maybe i'm just old when i go to stores i don't really enjoy that either the one time when in new york recently we went shopping for me and i had a good time hanging out with you finding stuff that i, I didn't buy a single thing remember that whole trip I, I was in new york and i didn't shop at all 
And to be fair, I wasn't doubting you. I was lowering the pressure on you is what I was doing. Thank Bye. you, baby. Thank you for lowering the pressure on me. I'm right. flapping my wings like a butterfly. And then also, I just want to say you're not embarrassed by my festivity, which is another rose. Like given how like not into this type of stuff you are, it could be like offensive to you that I'm like damn near a clown sometimes. You're not damn near a clown. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it was uncomfortable at first, but like, I mean nobody is like i don't know just if, if this is one of the things that i have to deal with it's like a small thing it makes you happy um and it, it brings he lets me put up valentine's trees yeah it brings joy to the people around you i don't know maybe people are being like sarcastic i think i have a good gauge for this thing but i'm sure some people don't bring it up at all but most of the time people who we know are like so excited to see you and like that's oh, because i'm friendly I'm so excited of the things well i think the idea that whatever it doesn't matter it makes you happy and it only slightly annoys me so we're good i don't remember which episode it was but i feel like at one point i said one of the things i admire about you is like you your like self-confidence and just like secure in yourself is i think that most people and i'm included in this like when you are getting dressed to go out or when you're doing anything, what you're thinking about is how it will be received. And like, I catch myself doing that too. Like when I'm wearing like Jordans for um, get up, it's like, I'm thinking, I'm imagining how people will be like, oh, them shits is, is whatever kids are saying today. <laughs> and I don't think that could, that crosses your mind in, in the slightest. It's like how people are going to react to you. And it's just like, this is amazing. I love this. I'm going to wear it. And then you go out and you live. And it's like an amazing Well, no, no. I had a tiny bit of, um, a tiny bit of self-consciousness, consciousness, excuse me. Remember when we first got to Nobu, I walked in like this as an alien yeah. superstar. And then for a second, I was so like, sad. no one else is dressed up. And then I said, you know what? So but sad. I'm dressed up. Like, I it like my headband. It was a Pottery Barn Kids costume that my daughter wore last year. She was an astronaut. You had the the um little crown thing on or headband on in the car to in the Uber to Nobu, and then you took it off as we were going through the revolving door. I, know, and I saw I everyone like, look so boring. What is, who is this person? And then we sat down and you put it back on and you are your normal self. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me be my normal self. Thank you for loving me for me. I love you. That's a big rose. I mean, I don't know what else I can love you for. I can't love you for being somebody else. <laughs> but anyway, are you are you emptied the tank on roses and thorns? I mean, I think I have already way overstayed my time. It just hit me also that um, it's too roses... long. I think. I think you need to. Like... Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think maybe. I feel bad, but go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. They can. I'm sorry, because you say I make Christina work. You're now making her work. She'll have more editing. I know she won't edit none of this. Leave it all in, Christina. Um, Rose and Thorn is like the premise of the segment is also just hitting me that it also describes the two of us. <laughs> I, I'm the Thorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I'm not. You. I'm Bye. the Rose. Bye, guys. Woo! Okay, hang up now with my butterfly in the back. Hang up for me. It's not a hang up. They just, they'll just edit it right here. Oh. All right, you're done. You can close. Bye. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show.